Welcome to Anti-Diet Revolution, the source for your weekly dose of non-dieting approach to weight loss and improved health. I'm Andrea Heyman, and I've been a registered dietitian for over 25 years specializing in weight management. I've seen countless women struggle in their quest to meet their weight loss and health goals. Over the years, I've learned that traditional diet culture strategies just don't work. I've found the keys to help you feed yourself, lose the weight, and meet your wellness goals without restrictive eating, menu plans, or missing out on your favorite foods. Through a non-diet approach, I'll provide mindset strategies, tips, tricks to achieve your healthiest body, and I'll share the stories, strategies, and successes to get your healthiest self. Interview guests will share their transformations from a traditional diet culture approach to food freedom. I'm on a mission to knock out diet culture and help you achieve the freedom, growth, improved health, and enhanced lifestyle that comes with adapting the anti-diet approach. Let's dive in. Hi, friends. It's Andrea with another episode of Anti-Diet Revolution. So this is part one of a three-part series breaking down what anti-diet means. Now, this is a new term, so there really isn't a universal definition, but to me, it means three things. And today we're going to focus on one of those criteria, the first, and that is that you know how to feed yourself well. If you're like many of the professional moms that I work with, that statement alone may bring up a lot of confusion and questions. Trust me, you are not alone. I have seen a lot of deer in headlights expressions when I say that. My guess is that the question is bringing up some thoughts in your head and they may include, how do I know if I'm feeding myself well? What does that mean? I don't even know how to tell. And the truth of the matter is those questions are all normal and the deer in the headlights expression is normal too. But we are born with the ability to feed ourselves well. And oftentimes we lose those skills for a variety of reasons, which I will go to in a minute. But we also can, in a very simple way, tap into those innate skills again. But really, I want you to first to think about a toddler, like a toddler sitting in a high chair eating a meal. They instinctually know what their bodies need to eat. Think about one day a two-year-old might eat nothing but bread, but the next all they eat is fruit or cheese. When they're full, they'll push food away or they'll turn their head away. If you try to give them one more bite, they start to play in their high chair. They know when they are full and they also know which foods are enjoyable to them and they know which foods they want more of on a particular day. They know that the quantity they eat can vary day to day. Think about a little kid like that. Like one day they might eat a ton of food and the next day hardly anything. All of this is because they naturally listen to the body's cues and know when they're hungry, when they're full, etc. And those two-year-olds completely trust themselves. But we don't necessarily trust our bodies like a two-year-old does. And I believe that diets are trust stealers. So if we have gone on a series of diets over the years, 
they kind of strip away the joy associated with food and eating and lead to feelings of deprivation and food preoccupation. But they destroy our abilities to trust ourselves about food because they're teaching us to focus on the diet's rules instead of teaching us that our bodies know what's best. They tear away the confidence and leave us questioning, oh, am I making the right choice? Is this the right food? And that can happen months over years, kind of in a slow, steady process. And then we eventually wind up feeling lost, confused, and overwhelmed, and unsure of every bite we take. Also, over time, we learn to eat for a variety of reasons. We might eat out of an emotional state. We might eat as a response to visual cues from the TV or the internet, social media. And the habits are really created over time. But the beauty is that we can relearn how to listen to the body's cues. One of the exercises I take people through to tap into those innate hunger and fullness cues, the body's cues that are existing there for us, is I introduce them to a hunger scale. So I want you to imagine if you were going to rate your hunger on a scale from one to 10, one being you're so, so hungry that you are getting a headache. You're feeling a little dizzy. You can only focus on food. That's one extreme. The opposite extreme would be if you're a 10, you're so full that, you know, your stomach hurts, you're uncomfortable. Maybe you're going to unbutton your pants to relieve some of the pressure on your belly. Maybe you're going to lay down on a couch because that's more comfortable than sitting. Those are the two extremes. Obviously, you can rate yourself anywhere in between. But typically, we want to be eating when we're falling around a three, maybe a four, and then stop eating by the time we're around a seven or an eight. So that's the hunger scale. And I want you, if you're not driving or if you are in a safe place to do so, I want you to go ahead and close your eyes. And I want you to imagine what it feels like to be hungry. What does it feel like in your body? What does it feel like in your belly, in your chest, in your head? What does that feel like? And then on the opposite side, what does it feel like to be full? Where does that fullness sit? And what are those sensations? And I want you to think, where are you right now? Are you a one where you're ravenously hungry? Are you a 10 where you're overfull? Are you somewhere in the middle? Are you a three where you're lightly hungry and maybe starting to get ready to have a meal or something to eat? Where do you fall on this hunger scale? Now, a common question I get from people is, what if I don't know if I'm hungry or full? And this is okay. It's really a very subjective measure. And if you practice this a bit, what you rate as hungry right now, if you rated yourself right now that you were, you were a two on the hunger scale, over time, if you practice this regularly, maybe once a day or something like that, in a week or two weeks, what you might have 
considered a two on the hunger scale at one point. Now you know it differently. It's a different sensation in your body. And now you might consider that either a three or a four. So it's, it's all good. Like it evolves over time and that is perfectly fine. So that's just one of the exercises I take my clients through. And I do these things in depth with the folks that I'm working with and help them a lot of ways to support them during this journey. Because what happens is, is when you're tapping into these feelings, it brings up a lot of thoughts and feelings because oftentimes we're eating to suppress an emotion or feeling. Um, and that's all the concept of emotional eating. And if we're trying to make those emotions go away, when we bring them up and bring more awareness to our fullness, our hunger, hunger, it makes those emotions also more prevalent. So I help people go through that because often we can feel pretty overwhelmed from those thoughts and feelings. So if you have questions about that, hop on a discovery call with me. I would love to help you through this and just give you some advice on how to address some of the things that might be coming up for you. But the beauty is that when we gain the ability to trust ourselves and feed ourselves well, we open up to so much possibility too. We can understand that our own body has so much more wisdom than any diet or any nutrition advice that a well-meaning office coworker might tell us about. We're able to ditch diets for good and stop that yo-yo dieting cycle. We're able to clear the obsessive thoughts about food. And amazingly, when we get to the state, we have so much more room to enjoy our kids, our families, and so many good aspects that we want to enjoy in this life. Until next time, take care. If you like this episode, please rate and leave a review. This is how we get the word out to others so they can be part of the anti-diet revolution. I read every review I receive and use that to push out more episodes that are helping you. Thanks for joining me today. Talk to you next week.